You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a podcast all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome back to another episode, my amazing, wonderful friends. How are you feeling? How is life treating you? This is a crazy time period. This has been a crazy freaking year. (laughs) I was talking about it with a friend last night and, you know, 2020 had such a great ring to it. There was so much momentum behind it and excitement, the roaring 20s. And dang it, if it wasn't a dud, you know? I mean, geez, Louise. And this darn election stuff, I can't wait till it's just over. I don't, at this point, I'm just like, whatever. I mean, however, well, depending on who wins, you know, each camp is saying that the, that that person is, or each, the opposite of each camp, I suppose, is saying that that person is going to destroy everything. So who knows? Who knows? Um, but it is it is a crazy time, and and I don't think I've ever wanted a year to be over more, other than the year that I was really really sick. That was twenty sixteen. So other than that year, I I don't think I'm gonna be more you know more excited about it. Um, also in twenty twenty one, exciting news. I have signed up and decided to do my 200-hour yoga teacher training. Woo! I know. I have done yoga for 16 years. The first time I ever did yoga was in college. I My freshman year, I had a yoga 101 class. Uh, I went to a liberal arts school, which I absolutely adore. Um, so I took a lot of different types of classes. And that was the first time I had ever tried yoga. And I, um, I wouldn't say that I was immediately hooked because I was a freshman and I was certainly more involved in the social aspect of my college career at that time, but, uh, I definitely picked it back up after college and have kind of gone through different time periods in my life where I was doing more yoga than others. But as I have grown older, I suppose, (laughs) Uh, really after like 30 and, you know, going down my holistic health path and healing, I cannot live without yoga at this point. So I'm super stoked. Um, So that class, uh, the course starts in January. uh, I think the big, right at the beginning, January 8th or something. So I can't wait to share more of that as my journey goes on. I don't necessarily think that I will teach its at least not on my mind that I want to do is really just for my own education and furthering my yoga practice. But who knows, you know, who knows? Um, on another note, I am feeling super pumped y'all. I'm, I will be totally honest. I always am, but (laughs) totally transparent with the podcast in that, you know, the past, uh, year, basically when all the C word stuff started, yeah, I don't want to say the word anymore. I'm sick of hearing it. So the C word, when the C word started, <laughs> I was kind of wavering every month on podcasts. It, it was more difficult to find people who wanted to be on because, you know, everybody was just freaked out. I mean, even if they did it remote, it was difficult to get people to commit to 
time period, you know, like a schedule. I don't know. It was just, I, it lost its luster, I suppose. It lost the uh, momentum that I had for it. And I am regaining that. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling really excited about that. You know, I think also sometimes I have a tendency to get way too much in my head about all these things and type A super perfectionist personality uh, gets really in my way. She does. Rebecca perfectionist gets in my way because in my mind, I often think, you know, oh, well, I just, it's better to just not put anything out because I can't, I can't, I'm not going to do a good job right now, you know, or whatever. I mean, whatever it is, it's, it is not conducive and it's not healthy. And, you know, if you can identify with that, um, just be patient with yourself. And it's a process, right? It is, it's a process just dealing, well, dealing with life in general, but certainly if you are a type A, um, it's difficult. I mean, you have to, you have to kind of coach yourself through it. Um, you know, I, I coach other people on these things, but sometimes, you know, it's more difficult. I need my own coach, right? (laughs) I know, I know all the things to do, but we all need our own cheerleaders. Um, but anywho, I am, super excited. I'm, I am, uh, think that the next couple months are going to be awesome. And I've got some great stuff lined up. And, you know, the other thing I feel like is oftentimes I forget of all the stuff that I learned because it's become kind of like second nature to me. But, you know, I started right at the beginning. I didn't know, I knew barely anything about holistic health or nutrition. Um, flax seeds what the heck are those <laughs> uh and I feel like I I need to look at it with a different lens now and share more of those things that maybe not everybody knows about because I didn't used to know about them so it's just kind of uh shifting my mindset on you know what I want to to share um and what I think is important because there's a lot of stuff that I have just kind of forgotten that maybe not everybody knows about um so Water is one of these that uh, people don't really give that much thought about, right? The majority of people. Obviously, you might because you're listening to the podcast. Um, But water is is one of those subjects that people just, well, also in America, we think, oh, our water is great here. We have the greatest water. If you go to places like Mexico, their water is terrible because if you drink it, you might get sick. But... That's not because of their water necessarily. It's because their water has a different bacteria. It has a different microbiome just like everywhere. Because the people that live there aren't getting sick off the water, obviously. Um, that's because they have the right type of bacteria uh, and the right bac- microbiome for them to process and drink that water. However, you do not. Water is absolutely the most vital nutrient for life, right? None of us would be alive for very long if we didn't have water. But the issue with water is that, well, like everything, not all water is created equal. And modern world has contaminated and ruined the water on our planet. Wow. You know, humans, at it again. <laughs> at it again, ruining everything. So, you know, water is the, it's the primary component of all bodily fluids. 
So our blood, our lymph, digestive juices, urine, tears, and sweat. Uh, Water also is involved in pretty much every bodily function, including absorption, digestion, circulation, and of course, elimination of waste. Water also carries electrolytes, uh, mineral salts that help convey electrical currents in the body. Um, The major minerals that make up these salts are calcium, chloride, magnesium, potassium, and sodium. So all of this information that I'm talking about right now comes from one of my, uh, well, all the nutrition courses I've taken, of course, um, cover water, but the, the book, the first chapter is naturally water. So it's kind of crazy that I am just now talking about water on, you know, episode 51. And I feel like I should have talked about it a long time ago. I mean, the adult body is at least 50, 60% water and it's even higher percentage, uh, than that before we are born. But, you know, water is, of course, super important. It's important for, to keep us alive. It's important for all life on this planet. Um, but again, we have some major issues happening to our water, including, you know, it is drying up in places. Um, it's getting diverted. It's becoming toxic and we have a real water issue on our hands. Um, more so than people even can fathom, right? most of the water on this planet is not consumable at all. You know, there's only a certain percentage that is actually fresh water. And of that fresh water, a large portion of it is contaminated. So we're going to get into all that. We're going to chat about what's happening to the water, um, why it's being contaminated, what it's being contaminated with. And we're going to chat about what we can do about it, um, some filters that we can get. But, you know, I think... I think there needs to be more grassroots demand on this, but we'll chat about that at the end. So first things first, some alarming uh, stats. The tap water in the United States has been shown to have over 300 chemicals and pollutants. This is according to the Environmental Working Group or the EWG. These pollutants include, but are not limited to, heavy metals, PFAs, fluoride, pesticides, herbicides, and other chemicals that are from agricultural runoff. And we're going to chat about each one. So let's start with heavy metals. So heavy metals are actually, you know, natural elements from the Earth's crust. But because of human activities, imagine that, They are getting introduced to the water system. This is because we are mining, processing, using different metals and substances that contain metal pollutants, obviously, and they are getting runoff into the water systems. So the heavy metals are mostly arsenic, cadmium, chromium, copper, lead, selenium, and many other uh, heavy metals that seep into the water. And are obviously not good for us. High levels of these heavy metals has been shown to uh, increase our risk of acute and chronic toxicity, liver damage, kidney damage, intestinal damage, anemia, and cancer. 
So not good stuff, y'all. Not good stuff. The next contaminant I am going to chat about is PFAs. So I did a quick story on this um, about a month ago, I think, and I got a lot of response from y'all, which is also a reason that I'm even doing this episode. Um, There seemed to be a lot of interest in this subject. So PFAs are a uh, man-made chemical that include PFOA, PFOS, and Gen X. Now, don't ask me what those actually stand for because I could never pronounce it. <laughs> they are some crazy words that I doubt you could you could pronounce either. Anyways, they are man-made chemicals. Gen X actually is the trade name for a technology used to make high-performance uh, fluoropolymers, which are the nonstick coating found in... Um, cookware. So again, not good. But there are many different other chemicals that would be considered under PFAs, but those are the main ones. These are manufactured and used by many different industries all over the world and have been since the 1940s. They're produced extensively, uh, but have also been studied extensively. And many of these chemicals don't ever break down and they accumulate over time. They accumulate in the environment over time, and they also accumulate in our bodies over time. So PFAs are found in pretty much a lot of (laughs) aspects of our lives. It's pretty insane. So they're found in food packaging, uh, commercial house products like stain and water repellent fabrics. Like I said, nonstick cookware like Teflon, which again, this is a super toxic um, super toxic stuff to cook in. I will talk, maybe do an episode on some healthy cookware in the future and do a post about it. But, uh, it's PFAs are also found in waxes, polishes, paint cleaning supplies and products and much, much more. So they're found in the workplace, industrial and production facilities, uh, electronic manufacturing and oil recovery. So, PFAs have been, like I said, they've been heavily tested uh, and in humans and animals and fish where they build up over time. Um, Certain PFAs right now are no longer manufactured in America, um, but the thing is they just change the name on certain stuff, right? So like let's example would be Gen X. I just moved to Wilmington, North Carolina, and before we actually moved, we'd already you know, had a contract in our house, I found out that the water here is contaminated with Gen X because DuPont was using Gen X um, in their production and their facility was upriver from the, in the Cape Fear and obviously it was getting into the water. Now, apparently they're not using that particular, the particular chemical that they get caught using for uh, using, but they've just basically rebranded it. They they changed like one molecule in it and rebranded it. The water here is extremely polluted and uh, I was very alarmed when I found out about this. Um, it freaks me out and I hope hope to uh, to get more involved with that fight uh, the longer, you know, once I, well, I am settled in. But once I'm more settled in, I'm going to try to explore that uh, topic a little bit more. So, Nasty, nasty stuff. Uh, PFAs have been shown to cause reproductive and developmental issues, liver and kidney damage, immune problems, cancer, hormone disruption, you name it, they have been uh, tested to cause problems. Uh, of. They've also been shown to increase cholesterol. So 
you know, really, really sad and disturbing. Um, and back to the Wilmington, the Cape Fear was tested and was just off the charts for the Gen X. So like if you're jumping in the water and swimming, you know, in the Cape Fear River, then your body is going to be absorbing that. Uh, and, you know, if you're eating fish or any kind of animal that lives in in that uh, environment, they're going to be contaminated with it. So, yeah. Uh, people are exposed to these, you know, things through our food, like I said, um, because of the contaminated water and soil used to grow them or hence in the case of the fish, what they're swimming in. Um, also we are exposed to it through packaging, like I said, food packaging, of course, and then the equipment that's used for the food packaging often is contaminated with these PFAs. Um, the next thing that I am going to chat about is fluoride, a pretty controversial topic these days, just kind of like the V word. Um, people don't really understand what is going on because they've just been told that it's good for them, right? That's what we've told in America. Well, in 2014, fluoride was listed as a neurotoxin. What does a neurotoxin mean? It means it is toxic to your brain, neuro, neurological. Um, and over 97% of Europe does not fluorinate their water. Um, but here in the United States, we are a little bit backwards on things and a little bit late to the game on uh, research and development. Now, is this because of industry? Probably. Probably because of the fluoride lobbyist. Um, we are controlled by lobbyists in this country. That is how basically everything is being run at this point is if you have enough money, then it doesn't matter whether it's safe or not. You get a, you get a free pass, right? Um, so fluoride, like I said, has been listed as a neurotoxin. It is added to our water. And while fluoride is actually a natural element, the fluoride that is being added to the water in this country is actually a toxic byproduct of industry. Imagine that. So in 1945, uh, local water treatment facilities started to add sodium fluoride to our water supply. And again, this is not a pharmaceutical grade additive. It is an industrial byproduct from aluminum production. Now, for the first half of the century, aluminum production increased like crazy and it became necessary to find somewhere to put the fluoride that was the byproduct of it. Up until then, they had been dumping it into the rivers and landfills, but it was apparently poisoning the crops and making the livestock sick. So they had to figure out a different uh, way to get rid of it. Long story short is they hired the right people to do some studies and try to come up with um, some research showing that it was actually beneficial uh, and apparently the people who they hired were often hired by different industries to sway, um, and formulate the outcomes of their research in favor of whatever industry that was. So they were kind of known for being those people to go to. I'll just give you some background on that. The organization, um, or institute, I suppose that they hired was also hired to produce research showing that asbestos was safe and didn't cause cancer. So you get you get where I'm going, right? Um, the 
the institute was called the Mellon Institute. And like I said, they were often hired by big business. So hence we are where we are now. Fluoride is still claimed to be uh, necessary in our water, yet there is an alarming amount of research showing that it causes birth defects and low birth rate. It also has been shown to cause low IQ rates. Um, again, there's enough research. This is why 97% of Europe does not fluorinate their water. So uh, that is in our water. Not good. And the next thing that I'm going to talk about, the other main pollutant, I suppose, because there are plenty of other ones that we could talk about, but these are the main ones. Um, the other one is going to be pesticides, herbicides, and other chemicals from agricultural runoff. These are linked to a whole host of health problems, including cancer, reproductive system issues, liver and kidney disease, and of course, many, many more. Um, the fertilizer is a big issue, of course, that runs off into the streams. This is going to be the nitrogen and phosphorus that is found being sprayed and spread out on top of crops. The nitrogen then goes on to create phytoplankton blooms in rivers and uh the phytoplankton then, of course, end up into the ocean. This creates what's called a dead zone because the phytoplankton, as I mentioned, ends up there and then it dies. It sinks to the bottom and is consumed by bacteria, which draw the oxygen down and create these dead zones where no life can live. Um, when we look at uh, a world map and look at all the different dead zones, you can see... Um, that they are around areas that use the highest amount of nitrogen fertilizer. It is estimated that between 50% to 65% of all the rivers in the United States are now unsuitable for aquatic life, and this is largely due to the nutrient pollution from agricultural practices. So uh, this has become... A much more uh, of a problem recent years because there has been such a shift uh, in the factory farming methods. There's, of course, been a drive and demand for more meat. So therefore, they are, you know, creating these, uh, you know, disgusting factory farms and therefore driving the increased fertilizer pollution. Uh, some interesting statistics. Currently, more than two-thirds of the agricultural land that is being used to grow feed for livestock, not humans. Only 8% is used to grow food uh, directly to human for human consumption. So certainly a waste of valuable land. Um, you know, fresh water is a finite resource, right? It's not unlimited uh, global water use has increased rapidly. Again, this is um, because of meat consumption. So it is far exceeding the global population, and that's because of the global meat consumption. So we are using way more water than we would need to for the actual population, but we're using the water to produce meat. So when we produce meat from start to finish, um, 
this includes, you know, growing the feed for the livestock and whatnot. It, it uses an immense amount of resources, including water. So there is a little bit about the pollutants that are in our water. Uh, in certain countries, they have uh, a different system. I had referenced um, this show uh, on my Instagram story, so I thought I would share. It's called um, <laughs> Down to Earth with Zac Efron. And I know what you're thinking. Um, Zac Efron, why? What? Uh, it's amazing. It was such a great show. I had one of my clients actually message me about it because I had seen, um, I had seen it being advertised when I had Netflix. I don't have actually Netflix anymore. I got rid of it, but, um, so I gave it a try because my client was like, I think you'd really like this show. It was awesome. So on the second episode, they go to, well, let me tell you a synopsis of the show. So they go to different places and so it's Zac Efron and his friend, Darren Olin, who is basically, well, he's plant-based and he is a superfood guru. He's all about health and wellness um, and holistic approach. But they go, each episode is them going to different places, exploring different regions, different, um, and there's a different subject basically for each one. So like the second episode is about water and the importance of water. Um, and they go to France where France has the most advanced, well, in Paris in particular, they have the most advanced water filtration system in the world, the cleanest, purest, most hydrating, wonderful water ever. And it is not privatized anymore. Um, it is free to everyone, no matter who you are. It is, the water is free. Uh, and they have it, like you go to a park, if you're homeless, you can take a shower in this wonderful, magical water. You, all, of the, all of the faucets everywhere, all these old timey faucets have this magical, wonderful, you know, elixir basically. It's like a tonic. It's like the best water ever. Uh, and I had no idea about this. I, uh, I think it was implemented in 2014, I think they said. And I was there for my honeymoon in 2015, but I, would, I had no clue that you know walking through parks and stuff and I could have just filled up my water bottles there I would have never thought that it was such uh amazing water but clearly in other countries they are figuring things out and doing things in a way that benefits their people <laughs> which I think and their citizens which I think is really great and I love that they're you know in the show they highlight just that all these different places that are doing things really well whether that be with food or energy um, and hopefully, you know, kind of sparking an interest in, you know, people, whether you're in America or another country, but sparking some interest in these, in these fields and these different industries and try to get some grassroots things going. But anyways, I highly recommend watching that show. Um, and so now we're going to get to a little bit of information about water filtration for your home because like I said, the water in this country is not is not too good. So there's, of course, just like the basic pitcher water filters. Now, these are usually um, use activated charcoal, and they do remove some contaminants. Uh, I suppose it's better than nothing, but they're not really going to do that much. You know, they're not going to get out uh, a lot of these main intense uh, pollutants. So the next thing in the, uh, is going to be reverse osmosis. These definitely remove a large amount of contaminants, pretty much most of them, except they do not get out some of those pesticides and herbicides, apparently. 
um, as well as some endocrine disruptors. So it's not perfect. But the other issue with RO water is that it removes all of the minerals that are essential for the human body, like calcium and magnesium. It is pretty much considered a severely demineralized water. Another issue with RO water is that apparently it uses a lot of water just to create the clean water. So it goes through a really intense system. And the main con, I suppose, is that it it wastes the water. There's more water that is wasted than produced. Um, uh, And then there's alkaline water. Uh, This is great, but it does not eliminate these harmful ingredients. Alkaline will be a perfectly pH'd uh, water, so it's really good for your body uh, and very hydrating, but it doesn't remove the harmful ingredients. You can find RO filters that have uh, an alkaline or pH balancing uh, filter stage, or you can also find an alkaline system that, uh, that can hook up to your RO system and will add in these vital nutrients. If you don't want to do that, you can, let's say you have your RO filter, you can just buy electrolyte blends or trace mineral drops and add them to your water after. Uh, You can find these at most health markets. And another inexpensive way to add these minerals back to your RO water is to put in some Himalayan salt to your water. Just add a pinch to every glass or around a quarter of a teaspoon to every gallon of water. Himalayan salt contains the full 84 trace minerals. So pretty awesome stuff. And then I'll just mention, you know, bottled water because, of course, there's going to be those people who think that uh, there's going to be some people who think the bottled water is then the answer. And sorry to say it's not. (laughs) It's actually, not only is it terrible because you're consuming uh, a lot more plastic and creating a lot more more plastic, but the plastic leaches into the water. Yeah, that's uh, a thing. And the other thing is, um, you know, in most cases, the water that is in bottled water is no different. I mean, you're basically just paying for the plastic because it's all a bunch of marketing. Um, and most bottled water has been found, like I said, to be just as toxic as the tap water. So not a good or sustainable uh, solution. So now we get to what kind of filter you should get or the brand that you should get, right? So there's a lot, there's a wide range of options on the market. You can get one, you can find them for $500, you can find them for $5,000, you can find them for $10,000. There is a filter out there in every price range. Now, I will say I have not tried any of these. (laughs) Um, I've just done some research and uh, the one that we have is not any of these. Uh, We are getting our RO alkaline water filled up at our health food co-op and also Whole Foods. Um, We have an alkaline filter that we've had since we lived in Charleston um, and we have that underneath our sink. So sometimes we'll cook with that and stuff like that. But for the most part, we use the RO alkaline water that we get filled up every week in a five-gallon. We have a five-gallon container and also a three-gallon container. But 
you know, these filter systems, again, going back to the pair thing, I just think it's messed up that only a certain few, those who are privileged, who have excess money to spend uh, on clean water, those are the only ones who can have it, right? I mean, in Paris, their whole idea is, um, and theory, is that clean, non-contaminated, non-toxic water should be a human right. And I completely agree. I hope that, you know, that will change here. And I, I think, you know, capitalism and privatizing water is kind of messed up thing. But that's a whole other, other issue. Okay, so um, I'm going to put some of these uh, brands in the show notes and some links to some different resources. But one of them that I saw Wellness Mama, uh, it's a website that's really great, uses, and it's Radiant Life. It's a 14-day stage biocompatible water filtration. It is definitely pricey. It is $1,700. So that would be something that you are investing in. Um, she says that she's used that for years. Uh, so that would definitely be on the higher end. That filtration system is considered a multi-stage filter and does get out pretty much all of the bad stuff. Um, and she lists all the different stages. It's pretty, pretty intense. Uh, and it's, she says it removes the fluoride, lead, chlorine, MTBEs, chromium-6, nitrites, nitrates, sorry, pesticides, pharmaceutical residues, waterborne illnesses, and more. So again, big investment. Uh, it says that the main con would be that it, it does need to be installed under the sink and they hired a plumber to do it because they were kind of nervous. So um, there's that one. The next option, which I'm kind of going down on price, I think, um, is considered, uh, or sorry, is called a solid block carbon filter. Now this is recognized by the EPA as one of the best options for removing those chemicals like herbicides, pesticides, and the uh, the fertilizers. Apparently these are gravity-based, the filters are. Um, so you can basically put any type of water into the system and it will transform your water into this clean water. Now, the main complaint I think of this is that it takes up counter space. You have to put it on top of your counter. But from the from the look of it, the prices are around like $300, $500, which is pretty good, and they last a while. So again, it removes, um, you know, all of these pesticides, herbicides, heavy metals, chlorine, fluoride, fluoride uh, nitrates, nitrites, bacteria, parasites, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's very inexpensive per gallon, and you do not have to uh, replace the filters often. Again, the con would be that it takes up counter space and you have to fill it manually, which I don't think is that big of a deal for most people. But so there are probably the top ones. Uh, I am going to link in the show notes a couple of these articles. One is from Wellness Mama, who always is doing and producing uh, really great content. She does a lot of research on you know, health topics. So I will link what she has written about this, plus 
a couple of these brands that I mentioned and let me know what you use or if you, what research you found about really good options. Um, we also have a little filter on our shower heads. Now this is not going to filter out like the Gen X, but it will filter out some of the heavy metals. It is carbon based. Uh, and I will link what filter uh, on our shower heads we use. You just attach it, you know, in between your shower head and the pipe. Um, you do have to replace that filter, I think around maybe every six months, but it's pretty inexpensive and I think, you know, makes a difference because everything that touches our skin is absorbed within 20 seconds. So if you're taking a shower or a bath, then it's then you're absorbing whatever nasty stuff is in there. Um, also, I'd like to say there's a really great episode of on the Rich Roll podcast with Erin Brockovich. I'm sure you're probably familiar with her. She is well-renowned for taking down uh, a corporation that was contaminating the water out west in a small little town and was causing all kinds of uh, horrific, uh, uncommon cancers in children. So... Um, I will link that episode. It's quite fascinating, and I think it also will inspire you to maybe get more involved locally. And, you know, that's kind of her, the main takeaway for that episode to me was just that. Like, we have more power because, you know, at the end of the day, these companies aren't changing anything, and our government isn't changing jack squat. Like, they are all in bed together. They're all making money on on the way that they have their systems set up and they don't really care at the end of the day. And unless they're getting called out by a large group of people, which is what happens, right? Um, and part of what she said is that, you know, the biggest uh, shift and change that she's seen um, has been because of mothers, <laughs> because moms are the ones who are out there fighting for their children or their friends' children because, Somebody gets sick and it, they find out that it's because of the water or it's because of what a company has been doing uh, to the water and contaminating, you know, the town or whatever. And so I, I think I felt I, I felt overwhelmed listening to the episode. But at the same time, you know, she is so positive and so passionate and really uh, helps to encourage us to take matters into our own hands and to fight for, you know, the people that we love and our communities that we love. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, we do have more power than, you know, I think that sometimes we can feel. But hopefully this is not too overwhelming. Um, like I said, like water is this wonderful resource that we all need. And we need to to focus on that just as much as we do the food we eat. Because, I mean, just like I said earlier, you know, the food that we're eating, let's say that it's organic, but what is it being sprayed with? What kind of water is being sprayed on, you know, on our food? So, you know, until we get all of this cleaned up, I mean, we're all going to be still exposed to it. Um, but I will leave you at that. Please, again, let me know what you think, uh, what kind of filters y'all are using, what has been working for you. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, check out my website, therefinedhippie.com. I am going to be doing a lot more blog posting as the few months go by and, and just going forward in general, you know, as the shift with uh, social media and the censorship, I 
I don't know if you know, but I, I think I was shadow banned because I talk about things that the powers that be don't want us to talk about. Um, so shadow ban basically means that you don't even know you're being banned, but other people who follow you don't see your stuff. Like it doesn't come up on their feed. So I think I was shadow banned for a little while. Um, anyways, because of that and because of the censorship, uh, you know, we don't have control. Whatever we put onto these platforms, we don't own it. They they own it if we put it on their platform, right? So I'm just going to be focusing more on my own website because I own that and I own the content that's on it and they can't take it down. So I'm going to be doing more blog posting. Um, so make sure you check that out and sign up for my newsletter. You can do that on my website as well. And of course, then do follow me on Instagram at The Refined Hippie. Uh, yeah. And, uh, if you are enjoying this podcast, please be sure to like, subscribe and share to the podcast. This way you will be updated when new episodes come on. And it also helps with SEO and helps other people find the podcast and, uh, spread the word. So again, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being the light that we need on this planet right now. And until next time, my lovely friends, Peace and plants.